Welcome to the Insulin Suppression Podcast, where we journey through food, health, and life BS to the other side, where life is easier, health is optimal, and food no longer rules. Hey everyone, this is Charlie McDermott. I have the honor of presenting my wonderful wife, Barbara, who is going to uh, yeah talk about the holiday guide and these simple strategies for holiday thriving. Not surviving, but thriving. So, uh, Let's get Barb on here, and uh, you guys sit back and enjoy. Get your notebook ready, because, uh, boy, she's got a lot. It's all yours. <laughs> you got a lot in a number they're, of different ways. They're going to run. All right. <laughs> Pay no attention to what's going on behind. Okay. Welcome, everybody. Again, this is Barb McDermott with Shift Formula, and I've put together a holiday guide for anyone out there who might be what I had been, and that was a person who really struggled with food, struggled with uh, holidays, social gatherings. Uh, Food was a big problem in our lives uh, for different reasons that I'm not going to go into right now. However, I have a daughter who's an adult daughter now, but went through a period of uh, consistent weight gain, cravings, incessant thoughts of food, uh, really struggled with, you know, I would say mild to moderate depression, all involving her inability to control food. Food was really controlling her. She was wearing it and it was urging her to always be eating. This is what we, um, we solve in shift formula. You know, we solve really big problems. We use systematic steps and we get predictable outcome, which are marvelous because we don't even have to survive. My daughter doesn't survive the holidays. She thrives through the holidays as all of our shift insiders do because we know a thing or two. We know that following the directives, oftentimes, of our nutritional communities, dietitians, medical experts, and, you know, fitness trainers, coaches, a lot of the guidelines that we follow, hmm, they lead us in circles, right? And ask any fifth grader. What would be the easiest way, let's just talk about weight loss, because we're not just about weight loss, but it's what we worry about with the holiday season coming, weight gain, right? Ask any fifth grader, what's the easiest way, what's the fastest way, fifth grade students, for someone to lose weight? And I use air quotes when I say lose weight, because, you know, we shift insiders understand nobody really loses weight. You got to use up your body fuel. That's what weight loss is. But ask a fifth grader. How does somebody lose weight? All the hands would fly up in the air and they'd all say at one time (laughs) or fight with each other to get the first one answer out, right? Well, you just stop eating. To stop eating or to even apply to somebody to push themselves away from the table. Good gosh, put your fork down. It's very offensive to a person who really struggles with what we talked about earlier, the cravings. We don't realize the power that food carries on us. But 
in this holiday guide, we're going to go straight to that, hey, stop eating. Because when you understand shifting, you will own that power of being very easily and very pleasantly eating less often. And so when the holidays come and we we are already in a food-focused society and then when the holidays come, it's like all, you know, what breaks loose and we just are inundated with food. And we're really encouraged to indulge in it. And it's really cool to do so when you are not being controlled by it. So what you're going to learn in tonight's um, dialogue together and the guide list that I put together for you are these concepts that I call, these are my words, the idea of bookending, the idea of using a window, tracking over stacking, sweeping, and my personal favorite, which really encompasses all of those, just the concept of shifting. That may seem very vague right now, but trust me, by the end, you'll have a really good grasp on it, okay? Now, before we go forward, just remember, if you've registered for this, and thank you for doing so and taking some time to spend with me and learn a little bit, or to validate perhaps, you're going to get the ability to, you're going to receive from me my uh, printout guide, okay? So all of this that you're seeing, you're going to have access. And... Uh, if you have any questions, please put them in the chat box or share an experience. And But just know I will answer questions at the end. So if I don't respond to something you type in, just know I'll get to it when we finalize everything. Okay, so this came from one of our, recently from a Shift Insider. Now a Shift Insider is a person who is in our community, our Shift community. We are in education we are systematic steps, we are predictable outcomes through motivation, classroom dialogue, manuals, and lots of interaction. But this shift insider named Claire, she had said this, when you're struggling with weight, cravings, and health hardship, the holidays are hard. You wish you could enjoy the buffet like everyone else, but it's different for you. Well, if that doesn't encapsulate what my daughter was going through, and I'm sure many of you can relate to this to some degree. You know, some of us have this experience. You know, it's a huge burden. We're almost suffocating from it. And others of us might be a little bit lesser degree. But I, sh I think every one of us, by the time we're in our adult, and when I say adult, I mean 45 and older. This gal is, four, uh, what, 57. You know, we, we understand it's a struggle with weight. Cravings? Oh. And health hardships. What are health hardships? We're talking diabetes, prediabetes, type 3 diabetes, your Alzheimer's and dementia, heart disease, fibromyalgia and other forms of chronic pain, cancer. You know, anyone in any degree of any of those I just lift, listed tend to have cravings that are stronger than the regular folk. And when I say regular folk, individuals who aren't in an actual urgent health hardship. 
You ever notice that? People with diabetes, whew, those cravings are crazy. Okay, let's move forward. So shifting really is, just so you have an idea what, where, where we're coming from, because when, when I'm going to be talking about forgetting to eat, you're like, wait, how the H-E, you know, hockey sticks, does somebody forget to eat? Well, trust me, it's a thing. But the art of shifting is really a combination of science and action. You know, art is like that. You learn some basic principles, right? And then from those basic color principles, you can express yourself. Well, it's the same thing with shifting. You know, food is everywhere. Ubiquitous means it's like everywhere all at once, right? When was the last time you went for hours? I'm talking hours, five, seven, without being offered food, encouraged to join in food frenzy, or having food saying, knock, knock, come on over to the pantry, girl. I got something for you, right? And then we're also so confused and overwhelmed, at least I had been when I was trying to solve this for my daughter, all these directives to eat more often, eat organic, just get off processed foods, as if that alone was going to solve her problem. It didn't. If anything, it added more to the shame and blame burden that we end up accumulating when we have put all these actions into play and we still don't resolve our thing. So we start blaming ourselves. That happens, right? Well, food and love are very close cousins in that they impact our brain kind of the same way. We've all heard of dopamine and endorphins. <laughs> we can gossip with our neighbors, have a chocolate chip cookie, or fall in love, and we all have the same neurotransmitter kind of response in our brain. So the holidays, good grief, Charlie Brown, right? Good grief. All we need is music, the scent of an evergreen, the smile of a loved one, the buffet with the white tablecloth, and we are utterly defenseless. I know I had been, and I know my daughter had been. And these are all still wonderful aspects of being human, yes. But if we're carrying baggage, physical, body fat, bloat, chronic disease, neuropathy, fatty liver disease, forgetting where our car keys are, you know, the whole spectrum. I know that that dinner table moment is going to be plagued with a lot of decisions, a lot of mental tug of war, should I, shouldn't I, will, won't. And then all the buffering and all the, it's like the promises we make tomorrow, but today. Well, in shift, we leave all that to the side and we look at food for what it is. It's fuel. That's all it is. And when we can untangle that basic science of fuel and really laser-focused understand which foods trigger which pathways in our body, we can swiftly, oh my gosh, like that, you're back in the driver's seat. That's why I'm craving. That's why I'm accumulating body fat. That's why my body hurts. 
So the art of shifting really comes down to getting you back to the place of power. And it's all it is, is the difference between thinking, because we do a lot of that. I call that action and knowing, which is right action. So shifting isn't nutrition. When you see the nutrition programs out there, come learn about all the minerals and vitamins. Learn how to chase the rainbow, eat nutrient dense. You know, it's not about that. It's in no way a diet. You know, a diet is something you go on, you're miserable and you go off and you're more miserable. We're not a diet. We're not a supplement company. We don't sell any powders or pills or potions. And we don't endorse any specific food philosophy. It's not like if you eat just green colored foods, you're going to be good. Or if you just get rid of the white colored foods, you're going to be good. Or if you just get off the processed foods or the animal foods or the plant-based foods, none of that. Shift is only a community. And as I said this before, if you look to the right-hand bottom of your screen and those building blocks, you know, you see a microscope, you see a light bulb, you see an artist's palette, you see a, you see a trophy, you see a puzzle piece, you see a target, the clock, the book, and look what you see at the top, the graduation. You know, the people in our community actually graduate because once you know, you know. And once you solve your big problem, your life is on go again. Do you know right now whether the rest of your life is going to be the best of your life? Seven years ago, no way. I, I could actually cry. You know, I remember how heavy that Thanksgiving had been for my daughter and so therefore for her mom. It was a big problem. And then you fake it to fit in with the family and you fake it to go along with the friends. But inside you're so alone, right? So we solve big problems using systematic steps that are not emotionally driven at all. And the predictable outcome means graduation day is in your future. Yeah, because once you know, as one of our Shift Insiders, Steph, always says, you know, you can't unknow. Once you know it, you can't unknow it. And that's the power. So a brief history here is that this discovery of shift, as you just kind of heard me say when I choked up a bit, when weight gain, pain, and depression, and unrelenting food cravings, and being controlled by food is in your life or in the life of someone you love, you will go through trial and error. You will try every pH miracle, every green powder, every food philosophy. You will use morality. You will use mindfulness. You will use... Deepak Chopra, Oprah Winfrey, you will use everybody in the kingdom who is teaching you how to do it. And it won't work until bingo. It really requires the application of that concept of removing the plank from your own eye because we have biases and belief systems that are so ingrained in our psyche. You know, nutritional, morality-based, it's a good food. It's a bad food. It's a right food. It's a wrong food. Good grief. Talk about the tribal wars. But here's the thing. When you choose your foods solely, just solely by their impact on your body's fat storing hormone insulin, you have the key to your kingdom. And the outcome every single time 
First, cravings cancel. For my daughter, it was in three hours. Food thoughts, thoughts of food dissolve. You know, I'm working with one of my newer shifters is a kind of a food counselor for those who struggle with heavy eating disorders. She can't believe that in less than a week, she's gone for hours in a day not thinking about food. Food thoughts dissolve. Talk about having brain energy freedom. It's like it's like a bank account and it just got a whole bunch of dollars got stacked in there for to use, right? Appetite regulates, pain starts to dissolve. We get an energy uptick. That brain, again, productivity, it magnifies. And the cool thing is that waistline whittles. Yep, you're going to go down a couple notches in the belt. The pants that don't have elastic are not going to be uncomfortable anymore. And the coolest thing is, is that our motions steady. We're even keeled and calm. We're not shaken because we're choosing foods that don't contribute to that further. These are some of the misconceptions about this concept of shifting. It's going to be expensive. The cool thing is, oh my gosh, well, it's not expensive. The cool thing is (laughs) our shifters save money at the grocery store all the time. And talk about the money saved when you get off your medications. Hello. Difficulty? Mm, Don't think so. Nutritional chasing? That's difficult. Carrying excess weight? That is not, not easy. Pain? Depression? Not cool. Shifting is the complete opposite of that. Time consuming? Mm -mm. You're going to gain more time. You know, the ability to just grab and go foods that just keep you satisfied. And when everybody else is like, we got to stop at the drive-thru, you're like, I'm not even hungry. And they're looking at you and you're not even hungry. (sighs) Talk about a superpower. And as far as limiting, some people think that, you know, learning about food or getting involved in a community such as shift, I can't go that. They think it's a diet. It's not. It's limitless. It opens your eyes and your menu to expand your food repertoire in ways you had thought were off limits. Illegal. Yeah, we're a little bit badassery in here because we do all the things that our nutritionists cry about. And our doctors sigh about. And they then they scratch their head and they go like, why about? How is this person slimmer, saner, stronger than ever? <laughs> and they're doing the opposite of what I told them to do. Now that is some coolness. Okay. Here's what the reality is. 90% of our population today, and this might have been you. This was me. I was in the 90%. Struggling with thinking about food thinking about the right way to do it, thinking about how I can possibly handle my health crisis with all the nutritional directives out there, as wide and as expansive as all the colors and shades of color in the rainbow. But you know what? There's a 10% crowd, and I hang with them daily, and our shift insiders get it because they sail. They don't struggle. They sail with knowing. They, they just know. Here we come to our seasonal weight gain. Fa la 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 la, la 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 la, right? 
This is not new news. You already intuitively know this. We all know as soon as Halloween hits, straight through the pumpkin of Thanksgiving or pumpkin pie, obviously the Christmas time holidays and New Year. This is just a very rough graphic representation of what happens every holiday season. It's like the six to eight week period of time in the whole year when a body, as we get older, is going to put the excess weight on in that tight, weak frame. Because the whole thing's about eating. We get it. But then February, March, you make that resolution effort. And yeah, we can pull some of that weight back off, but we never get it all the way off. You see the difference between the starting point with the pumpkin in October and then that March? It's never all the way off. So repeat this year after year, and that's how that subtle, crafty, insidious weight gain creeps up on us. It usually happens during the holiday season. This is why we're putting this this guide together. So the basic principles before we get into the fasting concepts, we're talking about that intermittent fasting. These are the basic principles that give you that moment of like, huh, I never looked at it this way, right? Because we're not looking at foods for their nobility, their morality, or their color, or their nutrient denseness, or their locally sourced, or any of those things. We're looking at the basic, these are metabolic or endocrinologic principles, meaning hormones and the basics of burning fat or burning sugar. Let's face it, if we're carrying an expanded waistline, we have not been able to burn body fat for many years. That's the struggle. So in the far left, we have who I call the kingpin. Did you ever know, I didn't know, that when insulin levels are elevated, you could be on a treadmill and still not burning body fat. You'd only be able to burn sugar. So weight gain happens during periods of elevated insulin. Our fat storage hormone, that's what insulin is. And our body actually locks our fat stores when insulin is present. Many people have connected, and rightfully so, and it is a truth, that insulin is, well, isn't insulin the blood sugar regulating hormone? Isn't insulin the blood sugar lowering hormone? Yes, insulin opens all the cells of the body that allows the sugar from the blood to go into the cells to be used for fuel. But here's the thing, insulin makes sure the blood sugar gets handled first and it's only when insulin levels drop again that we can even access fat instead of sugar for fuel. And anybody injecting insulin out there knows, first of all, we all have insulin, it's always circulating. But if there's more insulin than is optimal, we are gonna be stuck or we're gonna be in major weight gain mode. And here it comes to blood sugar. It's blood sugar that stimulates that insulin. Digestive foods break down to basic components. Most of the foods that we eat, their basic components are glucose, which is sugar. 
So blood sugar or blood glucose are all interchangeable. And we have to be more aware that when we look at the buffet, we might have heard people say things like, oh, that food impacts my blood sugar, or that food won't impact my blood sugar, or that food raises my blood sugar, or that that food spikes my blood sugar. There's all kinds of ways to talk about it, right? Well, in our shift community, we say, okay, those foods, they are blood sugar. <laughs> they're just sugar on the table, but once they're in my body, they're sugar in my blood, right? It's not like something impacts something else. It actually is the thing. Food is sugar. Not all food, but most of the foods we're told to eat, it's all sugar. So our next word is carbohydrate. So carbohydrate, there's only three versions or categories. All foods are either carbohydrate or protein or fat or a combination of those three or two. Okay. Well, we can look at food very objectively. Is it a carbohydrate? Is it a protein? Is it a fat? Well, the one that stimulates blood sugar, because it is blood sugar, is the carbohydrate, any carbohydrate. Good carbohydrate, bad carbohydrate, high carbohydrate, organic carbohydrate, whatever. Carbohydrate is sugar. Carbohydrate is blood sugar. Blood sugar stimulates insulin. Okay? Every carbohydrate food is a glucose food. That doesn't mean we don't eat carbohydrate foods. We eat carbohydrate foods. We just understand that they might not be the right foods if we're trying to get insulin levels lower so I can burn body fat. Well, here's the cool thing. The last word in our brown box is usually the one that's, you know, has such a bad reputation, the fat. Well, here's the thing. Fat doesn't contribute any glucose to our bloodstream. So fat does not stimulate insulin. That was a game changer for me and my family and my daughter. Wait a minute. The foods we're told to eat are blood sugar and raise insulin, but they're telling me to lose weight. But I can't lose weight if insulin levels are elevated. But I'm not supposed to eat fat. But fat doesn't contribute to blood sugar and doesn't rise insulin. So maybe I need to shift my whole way of approaching food. So the shift essentials are pretty simple. You learn, you apply what you learn, and then you reap what you sow. You know, we have lessons daily where you actually know. I mean, just now, just going through that insulin, blood sugar, carbohydrate, fat. Just being aware of that. It just changes the way we look at foods, doesn't it? We do the deed. We eat differently. We actually shift from carbohydrate lopsided to what can be considered fat lopsided. But I'll tell you. When you get fat lopsided, and when I say fat lopsided, I mean dietary fat lopsided. That's when you get what I consider my peace dove. You actually get peace. Because your cravings will be canceled. Your appetite will be silenced. Not only will you forget to eat, But as many as our shifters share with one another, virtually everything else in your life goes right. We are not irritated. We are not angry. 
We are not frustrated. We are not tired. We are not raging and then crashing anymore. I can't tell you how many shifters have shared like, oh my gosh, we have peace in our family again. You saved our marriage. We're not fighting with one another anymore. Because here's the thing. When we're in those hangry modes and they're re- they're real. That's not like a made up thing. That's a real thing. When we're calm inside and we're actually our body's appropriate composition, we're at peace with ourselves. And when we're at peace with ourselves, it's so much easier to be at peace with others. You know, we could have a long, deep philosophical discussion about all the conflict in the world today. I look at people who are fighting on television and you think they're hangry and they're, that person has diabetes. And I say that with great respect and reverence because all of us have a degree of diabetes, but we don't know it. So this is why I can stand here before you and speak about something as foreign to me it had been and this idea of intermittent fasting. Wait a minute. You want me to not eat? Well, yeah, because you're going to forget to eat. So right now, whether you are shifting with me already, because I know some of you are, or this sounds like some uh, other planet, allow yourself to imagine that you're just not hungry more and more often. You walk past the break room, like not even calling me. Everyone's sharing something and you're like, I'm just not hungry. We're not about willpowering and white knuckling and pretending we're not hungry. I'm not talking about that. Literally forgetting to eat, not hungry. Okay, that's where I'm standing before you and sharing the following slides. So intermittent fasting, we've heard about this in the world, right? A lot of people are implementing fasting. And it is kind of, I mean, it's very elementary, right? If we can just not eat, our health should resolve pretty quickly. Uh, And that's a big fat yes. Big time, right? Big, big yes. But intermittent fasting pleasantly, that's the challenge. And that's what shift addresses. But intermittent fasting for the holidays is a great idea because you're just going to not eat for certain periods of time and then eat for certain periods of time. And then we create space between. And what's happening in the space between everybody? Insulin levels drop. When insulin levels drop, you're not in a fat accumulation mode anymore. You know, the carbohydrate we eat, our waste weight is the carbohydrate we ate. Blood sugar turns to body fat. Our waistline is our insulin belt. We know how prevalent insulin is in our lives by our waistline. That's one marker. I'm not going to get into the other marker right now. But bookending is the concept of fasting, feasting, and fasting. Okay, we'll talk about that in a bit. You've heard about eating windows, the kitchen open, closed method. And then just the concept of spacing. I need me some elbow room. You know, just kind of put your elbows out to the side. A little bit of space between the meals goes a long way. Talk about that one first. 
So this is the simple action of expanding the periods of time between any feeding. You know, in shift, we call it, we call our meals feedings because oftentimes they end up disintegrating and we end up with like one or for some of us, one even every other day because we're just not hungry or we're in an urgent crisis and we're handling it and we're just not hungry. But this is something that used to happen to us when we were children. We had periods of time between feedings when we weren't even thinking about food. We were too busy playing. That's something we recapture with shifting. But the ability to push the hour distance between your meals is powerful. Again, because during that time when you're not eating, your body is able to tap in and utilize body fat for your energy needs because insulin levels dropped down. When we eat and eat and eat and eat and eat and graze and graze and graze, we ensure that we are in an insulin dominant state. So Jason Fung, Dr. Jason Fung calls that an insulin dominant day. Your body doesn't get any opportunity to dine in as we call it. Your body gets no opportunity to burn body fuel, body fat. You are going to be in fat, body fat accumulation mode the entire day simply by not spacing out your feedings. So putting hours between is a power move. And if you can do it pleasantly, you're, a, you're one of our superheroes. Okay. Then we have the eating window concept. This is really popular. In fact, I think I saw Reese Witherspoon and Jennifer Aniston said that they do uh, this window thing. Okay. You know, we think about it. The window's open. I'm allowed to eat. I close the window. I'm not going to eat. So really we're each setting our own personal time restricted eating periods. Now, you know, you are marvelously made. And you have built-in eating windows. You have built-in fasting all the time. It's when we're sleeping. When we're sleeping, we're not eating. We don't even know we're not eating. So that's even pleasier than ever, right? But you think about uh, the, the natural cycle of the day and daylight and nighttime, night sky, right? We, should, we can get about 12 hours. In fact, when we didn't have light electricity and light bulbs and stuff, fasting happened a lot more often, didn't it? Now we can unfortunately work through to late hours and early hours of the morning. And oftentimes when we're doing that, we're grazing. So the idea of your natural sleep window is your fasting window, which is why, you know, decades and centuries before us there was certainly the foods were different the availability of food was a lot different but they really had this natural fasting always daily but now we're talking about like when you wake up in the morning you can extend that nighttime sleeping fast by not eating so soon you know there's a whole bunch of us out there saying yeah breakfast does not have to be eaten as soon as we wake up. It's, about, it's called breaking the fast for a reason. Many of our shift insiders break their fast at like one o'clock in the afternoon and they're up and teaching school from seven to one in the afternoon. 
They're just not hungry yet. So we break our fast when we're hungry. So one of the simplest concepts is to pay attention to when you close the, I say, I call it closing the kitchen in the evening. Say I had my last bit of biting of whatever it is at nighttime at eight o'clock. I would wait, make sure that the next morning I don't have my first feeding again till eight o'clock the next morning. That gave me 12 hours of a fasting window. And then some people just say, I'm only going to eat between noon and six o'clock at night. That's an example of a six hour eating window. And then they're going to fast the rest of the hours in the sleep cycle of 12 and then a couple extra hours through that morning time. You know, we can all make up our own rules. But the beauty is understanding that why fasting works What's happening in those 18 hours of fasting? What's happening in those natural sleep fast windows? It's always the same answer. Insulin levels drop because we're not eating. We're not contributing to fueling our body. We're not contributing to blood sugar. So when insulin levels are low, body fat burning is a go. So we can actually air quotes, lose weight, or like we talk about losing body fat inches. That's what we want to lose. I don't want you losing bone density or muscles. A lot of that happens in diet weight loss. We lose inches. We just want to whittle down our body fat that we're carrying. And that can happen when we're sleeping. If that's not power move, I don't know what is, right? And this next one is what a lot of our shift insiders do, and we're going to be doing this next week. In fact, we're just coming off of an extended intermittent fasting week. I'm recording this on Thursday evening. This is day four for us. And we as a community have fasted together. We've all done it a little bit differently, a little different degree, but we're all applying the same action to our lives. And on day four, talk about raising the score, yo. We all know we're dining in. What does that mean? I'm, I'm operating on my body fat this week. We all give ourselves hallelujahs and high fives. Not so much because, oh, we got slimmer. That's cool because we feel better when we're slimmer. But it's more the powerful autophagy that happens, the cell renewal, the anti-aging, the anti-cancer support that's going on. Yes, please to all that. Not to mention some human growth hormone is elevated. We even get some more of an adrenaline kick when we're fasting. That's why we have a lot of energy. But next week is Thanksgiving, at least for us in the United States here. So we will bookend our feasting with fasting. (laughs) I have to chuckle because we shift insiders. We smirk a little bit and wink to each other because we don't necessarily not eat when we're fasting. You know, you can mimic, you can internally mimic fasting, but still be eating. You just eat foods that don't elevate insulin. That's the biochemical marker that determines fasting. Spiritual, religious, and, you know, personal trainer fasting set aside. Your body can be in a fasted state. Consuming foods just as long as insulin levels stay right way down low. (laughs) 
So Thanksgiving feasting day, yes, please pass the uh, side dishes. Thank you. But on Wednesday and Friday, we're going to go right back to our shifted fasting actions. Eating shifted foods that keep our insulin levels down low. And our body fat continues to be a go, burning, right? So bookending a holiday is a great idea. If you know you have a social gathering coming up, you implement a fast before. And depending upon your feast, you know, implement a fast the day following. It takes a lot of emotional baggage, psychological distress off of your plate. We should be able to enjoy community with our family and friends and the buffet. But just know that we have an action and plan on both ends, kind of like a built-in insurance policy. And when it's pleasant, (laughs) it's heaven sent, right? Then there's this concept of stacking. This is what many of us, myself, my daughter, my clients, many of us, didn't realize we were doing. We were stacking the very kinds of foods in the morning, in the snack, in the lunchtime, in the snack, in the dinner, in the snack, and the pre-bedtime something. We were stacking glucose. Glucose is blood sugar. Blood sugar comes from carbohydrate. We were stacking carbohydrates all day long and didn't realize that, oh my gosh, that stacking of carbohydrates means I'm stacking my body with glucose, means I'm stacking my body with insulin all day long. So even though I am sacrificing And even though I'm following the directives of my personal trainer, I'm still not losing the damn weight. Well, your body never got a break from insulin. So fat burning was never even allowed. So it's wise to go from stacking glucose generating foods to tracking them. So we can actually decide, you know, I'm going to have the carbohydrate foods with my Thanksgiving meal and my dessert, but I'm not going to be stacking carbohydrate foods at breakfast and morning snack and lunchtime and afternoon snack. When you start teasing out the foods that are compromising you, it's exciting and you're back in the game, especially because you're not going to be grazing because you're not going to be hungry and you're not going to be craving. So we go from stacking, which you can see the overwhelm. We all understand over. This is overwhelming, that picture, right? We can take one stack of homework or I think about teachers trying to get through all their, you know, grading and all and anybody who does bookkeeping. When the pile piles up and accumulates, it is overwhelming. Stacking is not a cool idea. So for the holidays coming forward, pay attention to those glucose foods and make sure you're tracking them rather than letting them pile up through the whole day. And then here is where exercise really does kind of give us a prize when it comes to managing our body fat accumulation during the holidays. It's really about the muscles Muscles are glucose sponges. So the carbohydrate driving blood sugar that we eat, that we don't want to end up around our waistline as belly fat, 
can be used up or sponged up or swept up by muscles who are demanding quick fuel. Going for a walk, excellent activity. We're using our legs and our giddy up muscles, our sea biscuits, our glutes, right? But stimulated muscles that have to resist something heavy, you know, resistance work or, or weight training, that's really powerful because muscles that are stimulated regularly will, de- will demand more of that energy all day long. This is why people who have muscles and actually take care of them have an easier time with body weight management than those who don't do muscle lifting activity. And it doesn't have to be dramatic, but boy, the benefits are dramatic. So incorporating some kind of movement and especially using our muscles or challenging our muscles, they're going to use up that energy you're accumulating from the foods you eat. Remember, food is just fuel. That's all food is. It's fuel. And if we're not needing to fuel our body, well, we're going to be carrying the fuel around our middle. The cells around your waistline, my waistline, are really sensitive to insulin. But doesn't it make sense that our body would carry any excess fuel around our center of gravity? Yeah, that's where we carry the groceries, that's where we carry the grandkids. We pick things up right around our center of gravity. That's why we carry our fuel around our belly. The other cool thing about having stimulated muscles, muscles have to respond to insulin too. And when muscles are stimulated and demanding energy, like my finger snapping kind of gives you an idea. I want, I need energy right now. Stimulated muscles are more sensitive to insulin. So over time, this is how we break insulin resistance. Remember, insulin resistance means insulin persistence. Your body is pumping out more insulin because your cells are desensitized to it. But lifting weights makes our body more sensitive to insulin again, so less insulin is needed over time. One of our best power moves, I would say, throw your weight around. Get out there and... Do some muscle work. Powerful, powerful action. So during the holidays, getting activity in, we were just talking about this in classroom earlier. You know, uh, my chiropractor friend, who's a shift insider, he said, you know what, that's awesome. You know, I'll just, I'm going to go for a walk. One of the other shifters was saying, I'm going to play kickball with the kids after dinner. We're going to play games where we're lifting heavy balls and throwing them around. You know, we, as a society, we, we've gotten so used to watching other people have all the fun. It's like when I watch football, I'm like, all I want to do is say, put me in, coach. You know, we're watching others. We need to start doing the thing. So any kind of activity before the feast, any kind of activity after the feast kind of tames the glucose beast. Okay. And the last one, which is my favorite, (laughs) because it's delicious, is that we can actually simply shift the foods that we love. We all love stuffing. I know I love me my potatoes, and I certainly love dessert. 
Okay? This is not about like, oh, we don't eat dessert. Oh, we don't have the side dishes. That's not our community at all. But our community does not want to be sabotaged by these kinds of food. We want to be able to enjoy them like everybody else, but not have them enjoy us. We want them to serve our, what we call our shift. We want to keep insulin down low because I want to be in body fat burning more often than sugar burning. Sugar burning is what got me into this mess. Fat burning is going to get me out of this mess and keep me out of this mess. It's not just about weight. You know, sugar burning is very free radical generating. It's very aging. Fat burning is anti-aging. Our body just produces ketones, which are these outrageous energy particles. Where sugar burning... That's dementia and Alzheimer's developing. That's aging. That's deterioration of our joint tissues. We know about something called AGEs, advanced glycated end products. That just means the sugar in your bloodstream is going to get distributed all over your body, start sticking to proteins, and you're going to start corroding from the inside. Yeah, it's kind of like rusting. But when you eat more fat-focused than carbohydrate-focused, the reverse happens. So these are actual dishes that we Shift Insiders eat. The top left is stuffing, but you know what we do? We find one of our favorite lower carbohydrate bread options. And we make sure we don't put things in it like cranberries and apples and fruit, different kinds of fruit. We put nuts in it and low carbohydrate celery, but that stuffing is loaded with butter. Pass me the stuffing. Yes, please. My favorite, well, one of my favorites, the bottom left, that's my twice-baked potato. But guess what, everybody? It's filled with, yeah, it's filled with cauliflower. Now, the first time some, I realized I had a shift of cauliflower from potato, I, I, I almost cried. Then I almost threw something through a window. That's how much I love my potatoes. However, I did it for my daughter, and I'm telling you, I'm grateful every day that my daughter's hardship became everybody else's you know, ability to understand things. Because when you have cauliflower inside a baked potato, that's an actual baked potato shell, and some of the potato is still in there. And that cauliflower is loaded with sour cream, butter, cream cheese, sauteed scallions. Obviously, there's bacon crumbles on top for those who would do bacon crumbles on top. And it's topped with some delicious cheddar cheese or your favorite kind of cheese. When I make these things for parties, there are no leftovers. And you will feel as if you're eating a potato. We call them faux-tatoes, which is kind of a little cheesy, no pun intended. But again, you can have a few of those, and the amount of blood sugar and insulin stimulation less is crazy. A lot. <laughs> I'm talking like a fifth grader now. It's crazy a lot. And you're full. And our cheesecake, that's our pumpkin cheesecake on the right. Yes, it is sweetened with some alternative sweeteners. You're gonna you the recipe is in the guide that I put together for you. Okay. All the potatoes are in there and the the dessert is in there. I didn't put the stuffing recipe in there because it's just go find a low carbohydrate bread, use that instead of the other stuff. But see, we don't want our holiday favors to be off limits. No way. And we want to sit down to the buffet just like everybody else. But each of these foods, for my shift insiders, 
It's a way they get to enjoy their holidays with their families without sacrificing all of their efforts that they've made so far. And you're not going to be craving and you're not going to be raving and you're not going to be gaining weight ever again during the holidays. So with shift, you know, we want our go-to foods to serve us rather than sabotage us. We say there's no food off limits. There's no food off limits. You just understand how to use them so they don't limit you anymore. The key to really nailing this is knowing precisely how the body responds to specific foods. You know. Don't guess. Don't believe. Don't think. You know. You own the power of glucose and insulin. Because guess what, everybody? Glucose and insulin are the pair at the foundation of Alzheimer's, at the foundation of heart disease, at the foundation of cancer, at the foundation of fibromyalgia, at the foundation of diabetes and all the related spectrum of metabolic syndrome. It's involved in every single one of those, more intimately than we probably realize. And every one of us has glucose, and every one of us has insulin. And it's time we all knew a thing or two about these two. We can't survive without them, but we sure can, we can thrive with less of them. And shifting your food choices, literally, you forget to eat. It happens. <laughs> I have the pleasure every day of talking with a client who says, oh my gosh, it's two o'clock and I actually forgot to eat. And I kind of knock them on the head gently and we smile and laugh. They said, it happened. I said, there you go. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to sanity. And furthermore, even controlling not just our feedings, but our feelings. When you understand that circumstances, thoughts, your feelings lead to cortisol, lead to the liver, putting more glucose in your bloodstream, leading to elevating insulin. Yeah, the things we think have more power than we realize. You know, Deepak Chopra says that. Every cell in your body is eavesdropping on your thoughts. Understanding all the mental game, that's when it gets really interesting. Once you have the food down, you're like, okay, let me move on to something even deeper. And that's what shift is all about. But the thing is, we realize is you don't do it alone, right? You don't do it alone. It takes community. It takes, I would say, hitch your wagon to the stars that are heading the same direction you want to go. You know, you keep company with those who are doing the very thing that you desire to do, to desire to feel better, right? To be better because you actually now know better. We are offering this holiday package for that very reason. Yeah, and uh, before we explain this, just to again thank Barb, I, I, I just sat back and took it all in. And uh, you know, we've been doing this for seven years and every time she speaks, I learn more and more. And that's why we have quite a few clients on this session as well. So thank you for for sharing all that. And, and when Barb was putting this all together, we spoke about, you know, how lonely the holidays yep. can be. And, yeah. and even though you're surrounded by family and friends, 
it's, you know, you're, you're kind of on your own island. Yeah. Uh, so we said, well, heck, now with this private coaching, you don't have to go at it alone. You don't yeah. have to, especially during this period of time where it is so dang challenging. Yeah. Uh, so we put together this, uh, this package that includes three private coaching sessions with Barb. Uh, they are laser-focused, 20-minute sessions over the phone. Barb does them six days a week, morning, afternoon, evenings. Doesn't matter where you live, time zone, mm-hmm. uh, work, don't work, whatever. She makes it happen. And those, I mean, talk about the fastest path Boom. to success. There it is. You get off that phone, you know exactly what to do. And literally within minutes to a few hours, cravings are gone and you're beginning to feel better. Uh, our Shift Insider membership, you heard Barb talk about our insiders, and um, we want to you know, get you involved in our community, and so therefore you're getting that free until January 1st, so all through the holidays you'll be able to be a part of our private Facebook page, you'll be able to take in all the courses, attend our Monday night support calls, and on and on and on. Uh, number three is a free pass to the live intermittent fasting uh, week in December, which is a perfect time. Right in the middle of the holiday madness, uh, you'll begin to really dial in the intermittent fasting and, and fast in a way where you're just not hungry. Uh, and it's exactly what's going on this week. Uh, number four is the unlimited Unlock Your Life classroom coaching sessions. Uh, Barb does daily classroom coaching sessions that go beyond food yeah. we're, we're way more than food you know we are sim- i guess the, the best stated we help you unlock your potential yeah and um so those happen again six days a week various times of the day uh and then finally the last one kind of the best for last is our forget to eat manual uh where we send that in the mail 240 pages complete with over 100 recipes, uh, the actual how-to in writing, and on and on and on. So all that, uh, if you were buy it individually, is $355.95. Uh, and we have taken it all, all the way down to $79. Yeah. We want to help you during the holidays, and uh, this is a great way to start. Yeah. So in order to get that, uh, just go to theshiftformula.com slash holiday. TheShiftFormula.com slash holiday. You don't need to worry about capitals and all that. It doesn't matter. Uh, but go there. You'll get all the details on each and every item. And then uh, you can push the magic uh, Get Me Started button and uh, we'll get you started. We'll yeah. be in touch with you right away with um, uh, openings and Barb's schedule. We'll get your, your uh, private coaching session scheduled. Up and running. Up yep. and running. Yep. Yeah. You know, in closing here, um, we know what it felt like to be surrounded by people, but feel just terribly separate and alone. And the power of, (laughs) it sounds so juvenile and elementary, forgetting to eat, but it actually is a reality when you shift your foods in such a way that just the carbohydrate is less than the fat. It is so powerful. And um, I want to, I'm just driven to offer this to as many people who are suffering and struggling as possible because it doesn't have to be. You know, we each have a contribution to make on this planet. We each have a purpose to fulfill. 
And if we're grappling with the damn, you know what, F-O-O-D, my four-letter word, like my daughter had been, there's no living going on. There's just like surviving. And we want you thriving. And the world wants you thriving. Okay, thank you so much for spending some time with Charlie and myself. We appreciate you allowing us to share our experience and what we've learned with you. And if we can be of any assistance to you whatsoever, you know how to find us. Remember, the theshiftformula.com slash holiday. Okay, until I talk next time with you, wishing you all the best. And to my Shift Insiders, I always always say, keep calm and shift on. Bye.